was good y'all welcome back to the playmakers corner podcast i'm your host for today simon Voyanos, aka coach of e and i will be bringing you this year's 2024 kcac women's flag football season preview we'll be talking about all the established kansas collegiate athletic conference teams here uh that played in this conference last year this is one of the major conferences here and is looking to have another strong year they did add a couple teams i will say that go ahead and check out the last episode where i talked about a lot of those new programs that will be joining the kcac and will be on the schedules of a lot of these already established kcac teams and on that season preview, as well as this season preview, we talked about uh, teams last year's schedule, the rosters, coaches, additions, slash departures. Uh, obviously, there were a number of new programs, so we couldn't talk about last year or anything like that. But, you know, there were two programs in Campbellsville and Milligan that we talked about that are already established. And so, on this episode, we're going to do the same thing. We're going to talk about last year, some of those storylines. Talked about players who we recognized, that the conference recognized, additions, subtractions. And then talk a little bit about the schedules as well. But without further ado, let's go ahead and hop into it. So let's start with Bethel here, who was the newest addition to the KCAC last year. Uh, only played 10 games and had a tough time. They went 1-9. and nine. Uh, Honestly, just really struggling to compete. Their only close game, or I believe their only close game, was the one where they beat the University of St. Mary 18-6. to but Other than that, just a lot of blowouts here. A lot of, a lot, just a lot of tough losses, you know for this young program st mary was the only team that they played kind of close there i mean they beat them like i said 18 to 7 then they lost 0 to 22 later on in the season and that would be their closest loss but other than that just really struggled to compete you know in this conference and had a tough go but still got a win though now let's talk about the roster they didn't have anybody that made our all pmc list or freshman list or uh, any award finalists or were I guess mentioned by uh, the conference is all recognized by the conference at all. Not really here, but let's go ahead and talk about some players that will be key to this season, starting with their quarterback, Kylo Rome here. I think she's a good dual threat, and actually she might have been one of two players, sorry, three players. No, two players who are returning that got recognized. Um, she was an honorable mention all-conference quarterback, as well as her teammate, Jaquel Tucker, who was an honorable mention linebacker. Uh, Tucker, I mean, both of them are good athletes, right? Kyla Rome, she was productive. I mean, there were times, uh, drives, where she would be able to move the ball downfield, and it was great, but they just couldn't finish drives, it felt like, sometimes. And... That's tough, but, you know, she's definitely a player that is going to take last year under her belt, and then I I would assume going into next year, or well, this season, as the starter there, so she'll definitely be important. I mentioned Jaquel Tucker, she'll be back. I think she's a good athlete who can make some plays for them, and I felt like really emerged as one of their number one options there. Uh, Victoria Esquivel, she was actually an honorable mention center, though. Um, I'm sure she'll be in that mix. Catherine Schmidt will be back, wide receiver linebacker, as well as Ashley Sajo, I want to say. Another wide receiver linebacker, and Elizabeth Schumacher, another wide receiver linebacker. So they're returning a core, at least. And at least they got last year's, you know, season under their belt. 
They have another offseason under their belt. So hopefully they do take some steps forward. They do add a couple other people, including Tiara Russell, Jaden Sweat, Evelyn Uribe, or I believe that's how you say it, Uribe? Excuse me if I'm saying that wrong. Please reach out and correct me, though. Uh, Lisa Wilson and Lily Young. And they will have a new coaching staff and head coach over there brad cagle i uh, believe will be the new head coach over at bethel so we will see how they will do also the rest of the bethel boys football team coaching staff will be coaching this team as well so we'll see what happens there now some departures they're losing some key ones including their head coach like i mentioned but summer von fisher that was a person that was a playmaker for them Jayla Sandoval Patello Mackenzie Harkins who was an honorable mention defensive back for them uh, who graduated Jesse McMichael will be graduating as well so you know they do bring in I believe more players than they lost just barely so they have a slightly bigger roster than last year now going into this season there's nothing really too crazy about their schedule they'll be playing everyone in the kcac starting with midland so that'll be a fun one to start on i think valentine's day february 14th is when they'll go ahead and play them and then Cody later that week and so we'll see what happens for this bethel team you know at this point we're just looking for stability and some bright sides here as they continue to build on their season from last year all right now moving on let's go ahead and talk about Cody here uh last year went six and 14 which is more wins than any other season they had combined i believe uh they beat bethel twice 27 to 20 and 18 to 6 they also beat the university of st mary 26 to 6 27 0 and 13 to 12 did lose some close ones though lost uh, to reinhardt 6 to 0 when they're in campbellsville and then lost to warner in the nei finals 21 to 13 and almost upset them but was not quite able to they showed a lot of promise in that though now as far as all playmaker slash freshman team recognition goes they only had one player we recognized there and that's Amaya Karula their quarterback she was an all freshman quarterback and so that's definitely somebody you love to bring back but they had plenty of other recognitions from the conference here. Shamie Slee was the second team defensive back. Emma Bruce was an honorable mention center. Jolia Johnson was an honorable mention receiver. Kenzie Murdoch, friend of the podcast, was an honorable mention linebacker. Angie Cruz was an honorable mention linebacker. Alyssa Hollis was an honorable mention rusher. Um, and then I do want to mention two other players here. Carry on Cloyd here. She contributed a lot as a rusher. I know she missed some time, but I really feel like she's a big part of that defense coming back, and that'll be huge for them. And uh, yeah, but let's go ahead and talk about some players that they are losing because they did graduate a couple players. Chandler Tall, it looks like. Jennifer Haberstock, who got in there at quarterback a couple times. Uh, Giannis Rodriguez uh, is gone as well. And then they lose a number of players to transfers. Destiny Martinez and Daniela Takashima Gonzalez are over at Baker, who they will play later this season. They also lose Tania Bolden, who transferred to Daytona State to play flag football there. And then they lost players like Emma Bruce, Daniela Goodrich, which is a tough loss there, I think, and Erica Roberts, who are no longer listed on the roster. I don't know what happened to them. They are just not there anymore so um definitely tough you know definitely tough but they do bring back the players that i just mentioned uh, there as well as recruit a good number of new faces 
Let me just go ahead and quickly mention some of these new players, such as Alina Jean-Baptiste, a wide receiver from Miami Northwestern Senior High in Florida. Suzanne Aubert, an athlete um, from France originally, it looks like here. I'm not going to try to mention that school name there. But a very interesting player here from France. I believe the first one in women's flag football, which is awesome. Uh, Tamia or Tamia Squire, wide receiver linebacker from Dillard High School in Florida. They also bring in athlete Carla Martinez, uh, freshman from Solorio High School in Illinois, Chicago, Illinois, to be specific there. Uh, they bring in Chanel Norris, a DB from Miami Carroll City High School. Uh, they bring in Jonalyn uh, Tolentino, an athlete, a freshman from Durango High School in Vegas, as well as, and I, I would mention this as well, they bring back Victoria Rosas, who didn't get to really play last season, but mentioned her last, uh, last year, and so she will be returning for this squad. So you got some good players. I, I assume they're going to get plugged in where they need to be. But I definitely feel like Cotty is going to rely on their core here. Of Kenzie Murdoch, Shamie Slee, Joliet Johnson, Maya Carula, Angie Cruz, Carrion Cloyd, um, and more. You know, to go. Alyssa Hollis, I think, is an underrated one. To go ahead and carry them this season. And at this point, this is a pretty... You know, a relatively experienced group. You have Joliet Johnson and Shamie Salee, who were great additions last year, and Carrion Cloyd and Amaya Carullo as well, who were great additions last year. They're going into their second year. You have players like Alyssa Hollis, Kenzie Murdoch, uh, Angie Cruz, who are going into their third year as well. And so definitely looking forward to this Cotty team who, you know, looked promising really promising at times last year and obviously they bring back their head coach Alicia Freeman who I felt like had a really good season uh first year season for Cotty who you know was at the bottom of the conference last year and now they are not or sorry before last season and now they are definitely not in my opinion so look out for this Cotty team as they could be very underrated and could be due for some upsets of other teams later on this season and let's go ahead and talk about one of the powerhouses here in women's college football. And that is Kansas Wesley and the Coyotes here, who had a pretty good season last year, in my opinion. 15-6, and six, only 8-2 and two in conferences um, in the regular season, I believe that is. Losing to Ottawa 6-33 and 20-28. to 28. That was a tough one. That was a game that I thought they could have upset them in winning and then lost to them later in the... Uh, I want to say conference finals 14 to 34. Now they would also lose to a couple other teams. I believe this would be in the NEIA finals. Uh, St. Thomas, they lost to them 8 to 25, and Kaiser 14 to 35. Those are really their only losses this season. Oh, sorry, they also lost to Florida Gateway 19 to 20 over there, but that is a very good program. I believe won the national championship if I am not mistaken um, for junior colleges that is so that is a very good team in the NAI finals I mean they had a solid uh, little go at it I mean they went ahead and they did beat Warner 24 to 19 I felt like that was a pretty key win uh, as far as program history goes beating a good Sun Conference team even though they were hurt still beating them that matters in my opinion so there you go there then they'd lose to Kaiser 14 to 35 in a tough one but altogether 
I feel like they had a really good season, you know, playing a lot of teams close, but still winning. Um, challenging Ottawa at times a lot more than they have before, you know, and I think that's definitely something to keep in mind. But this was a really fun team to watch, and going into this year would definitely be interesting. But before we talk about this year, let's talk a little bit more about some players that we went ahead and recognized in our honors. Talking about all PMC freshman award finalists, uh, Angel Roman was an all PMC DB. Corin Dequi was a best wide receiver finalist. She didn't win, but she made our final four there and had a great season. Lila Kassilian was an all-freshman rusher and was a best rusher finalist as well. So she'll be returning as a sophomore. Shania Marape was an all-freshman DB. And then finally, we have uh, Brianna Hernandez-Silva, who was an MVP finalist and best quarterback finalist from last year's roster. Now... Their conference uh, recognized a lot of Kansas Wesleyan players. I think they had uh, one of the most, the most, maybe not the most amount of players, but definitely up there as far as all conference recognition goes. You know, it's either them or Ottawa had the most, in my opinion. But uh, I'm just going to read this thing off here. Kendra Velasquez Monroe was a first team all conference running back. Angel Roman was a first team receiver. Corn Dequee was a first team receiver. Lexi Marquez, first team linebacker. Jada Wilson, first team DB. Shania Marape, first team DB. Nikayla Howard, first team DB. Brianna Hernandez Silva, one uh, offensive player of the year in that conference and was a second team quarterback, which is interesting there. Angel Amarez was a second team center. Alexa Mansur was a second team linebacker. Alexis Jimenez was a second team linebacker. Ashley Hawthorne, honorable mention receiver. Jasmine. Whitfield, an honorable mention receiver. Lila Kassilian, uh was an honorable mention rusher, which is interesting in my opinion. And then you have Angel Roman, who is an honorable mention DB there. So a lot of recognition. This was a very talented team, and I think still is a pretty talented team moving forward. But they will be without a number of key pieces here. Um, players who I just didn't see on the roster anymore. Or I know will not be playing. And so let me list the ones who are just not on the roster here. Amaya Badgett's no longer there. Nehemiah Beasley, Kaylin Dawson, and Valeria Gonzalez are no longer listed on the roster for this season. As far as players who transferred and obviously will not be available for them, um, they lose a pretty big one here, in my opinion. They lose a pretty big one here. And Brianna Hernandez-Silva, who I believe has transferred to Kaiser uh, for her final year. So, they lose their starting quarterback, who has been a mainstay for this team for the past three years. So, that is definitely going to be a tough replacement there um, to make things worse. They also lose their backup quarterback because she got injured at the end of last season. And so, maybe she does play later, you know, in this season. Maybe not. We'll see. But Shania Marape, who was a very promising DB for them as well, uh, will not be playing this season. Or at least I don't believe so. Uh, I don't think anything has really changed. I have talked to Coach Wynn. Shout out her, her and her staff. Uh, they came out to Colorado for our playoffs here, for our women's flag football playoffs, which we really appreciate. And, you know, we talked a little bit, but it sounds like that she will not be back. And so there's definitely... A, a little bit of concern over at quarterback because there's not a whole lot of experience over there in general, at least for this season. But they did recruit a lot of different players here uh, who will 
I, I don't know if, how many of them are going to contribute right away, but I'm sure some of them will get in there here. So I'm just going to go ahead and list some of the recruits that they are bringing in here. But they bring in Kylie Douglas, a freshman running back slash linebacker from Foothills High School in Nevada. Elena Flory, a freshman rusher from Pinecrest Sloan Canyon High School in Nevada. Jaden Hare, a freshman safety from Durango High School in Nevada. Jayla House, a freshman wide receiver from Foothills High School in Nevada. Eva Novacek, a freshman rusher from Miami Beach High School in Florida. Anastasia Sanchez, a freshman linebacker from Mount Point or Mountain Point High School in Arizona. I, I apologize if I say this next one wrong, but I believe it's Kanoilani Smith, a freshman DB from Liberty High School all the way in Hawaii. So that is going to be in very interesting and fun there. Kelsey Tucker, a freshman DB from Centennial High School in Nevada. And then Aaliyah Young, a freshman DB from Redondo Union High School in California. They also bring in a couple of transfers. Yaslan A. Vargas, from, she used to go to the College of Southern Nevada. I don't believe they had a team there, but I consider it a transfer regardless. They also bring in Samantha Espinosa, who was a part of Heston College last season in that great program, who did make it to the national championship, if I am correct. I believe I am. Yes, they did. So that will definitely be a huge boost to that defense, which is already pretty good. And speaking of pretty good, they land one of the best transfers here in Jada Reese, a rusher slash running back listed at that at least, from Thomas. Um, in case you didn't know, she won Defensive Player of the Year two years ago when it was first an award. And was the best rusher winner from last season here. She'll be taking her talents to Kansas Wesleyan. And so that'll add another rusher to their arsenal. That is already returning the likes of Lila Kassilian. Who was a finalist who had like 15 or something like that. And Anciano Robano who had 10 plus sacks as well. Uh, 15 plus sacks. Or sorry 15 sacks that is. So there you go. The defense gets stronger for Kansas Wesleyan. Now, this year, it's going to be interesting. Um, Scheduling-wise, I think their only out-of-conference game I could see here is Campbellsville. They'll also play Pratt Community College, as well as newer, newer programs that are part of the KCAC in Southwestern, Baker, and Graceland. It'll be an interesting year for Kansas Wesleyan. They return pretty much everyone else. You know, they're not losing a whole ton of players. Their defense is pretty much intact. And in my opinion, this could arguably be one of the best defenses, not only in the conference, but in the entire country. That is the potential of this squad. Obviously, they are losing the likes of Shania Marape. That is obviously tough. And some other players who got in there on defense as well. But with all their additions and, you know, they bring back their entire linebacking core, all the rushers, their D, most of their DBs like Jada Wilson, Angel Roman, uh, Jasmine Whitfield, I believe, was in there as well. They got a lot of depth there on defense, and they could definitely be dangerous. Now, I think the biggest question will be the offense here. I believe, and I mean, anything could change, right? I expect it to definitely change. But I believe it's Emily Buell 
from Willis High School in Texas. She is a junior. She should be slated as their starting quarterback. She's actually the only person listed at quarterback on this list or on their roster at this moment here that I'm recording this, which is January 25th. That could always change. I mean, they could put whoever back there as long as they work best for the team. And so we'll definitely have to see how they approach that. I mean, there's no question that this defense is going to be elite, right? Offensively, I think the real the only question is the quarterback. You bring back pretty much all of your pass catchers, you know, and you should feel really good about that. And you just don't have a quarterback at this point, which sucks because I really feel like if Rihanna Hernandez Silver was here, then, you know, this could be a big time, an obvious contender. Now, I still think they could contend. It'll probably be more of a dark horse type of contention because of the concerns here at quarterback but this is still going to be a dangerous team don't get it twisted in my honest opinion i still believe that they are probably top two in this conference still right or have the potential to still be top two at the very worst maybe top three right but i don't know any other team outside of ottawa that is gonna knock them out like that in my opinion right now looking at all the differences and stuff going around across the conference that's just my opinion but we'll just have to see you know i think this is still a very strong culture they have over there they have a lot of core players returning arguably i don't think the most in the entire country but definitely up there for sure and i mean you can't underestimate that a lot of third year players here um no no seniors i don't believe not too many seniors so you got a lot of third year players who will even have another year uh after this one so there you go there but that's for later this is going to be a dangerous team this season and i definitely look forward to watching them ball out okay now let's go ahead and talk about the university of saint mary aspires here last season had a tough go without their head coach here um, from the last couple of seasons originally, they had a new head coach and they went one in 10. Um, they beat Bethel 22 to zero. So it wasn't a winless season and they almost beat Cotty. It looks like here 13 to 12, but I mean, they just lost a whole ton, suffered a handful of cancellations as well here. And so just had a tough go at it, you know, just definitely had a, a very tough go at it. Um, no players were recognized for the all playmaker or all freshman team here that we had. And I don't believe any of their players made the all conference list or were recognized there. Not really. And so that's definitely tough. And they're also losing a handful of players. Jerrica Johnson, Shannon Cooley, two players who are with this program from the start. That's going to be tough losing both of them. They also lose players like Kylie Knight, Alex Beck, and Sable Barnes. Now, they do bring back a number of players, which we'll talk about here in a minute. But I want to talk about their recruits as they do bring in a pretty good recruiting class. A pretty like well-sized recruiting class, I should say. They bring in Cheyenne Brooks from Marietta, Georgia. Braley Chris from Dallas, Texas. Shout out DFW. Uh, Charisma Delgado from Bronx, New York. Or at least that's how I assume you say that. Uh, Ianu McNapp from Fort Worth, Texas. Once again, shout out DFW. Michaela Swangby from Broward, Florida. Talia Wright from Tampa, Florida, Annalise Murphy from Levensworth, Kansas, Janiah Swanson from Tuskegee, Alaska, and Emily Cruz from Miami, Florida will be joining this squad. 
Now, I have no doubt that these freshmen will contribute, but I definitely feel like they're going to build around the core that they have, starting with their quarterback, Anaya Hooks, who will be a senior. This will be her second year here. Um, didn't look bad, I feel like, last year. Just had some sloppy games where they were behind, and they really had to throw to get back into it. There were definitely some flashes of brilliance. Hopefully this year, though, you just put it together a little bit more here, which I think she can. So, there you go there. Um, I do think she is one of the better quarterbacks in the country. And so, we'll just have to see how she does this season. It does help that she's bringing back some weapons like Ellie Campbell, who will be a junior receiver this year, entering her third year. Rebecca Ruck, a tight end, who will be entering her second year. Uh, tight end linebacker for them and one of their taller players, I believe. So, there you go. They also bring back players like Trinity Scott, a junior running back slash corner. Demi Hilton, a junior corner slash linebacker, looks like. And Shade Irvin is still listed on this roster. Uh, now a sophomore here officially listed still at running back. Had a great freshman year for Midland two years ago. Didn't, I don't believe she played last year. I didn't really see her play or see her in the box um, scores at all. So... This is going to be interesting, you know, for sure. If they could have a person like Shade Irvin out there, Turbo, who has that speed, they they got a low-key really good, um, or a pretty good, I would say, skill group over there. So we'll just have to see what happens, but I believe that group is going to be the core that they're going to be working a lot through. And it's going to be tough replacing the likes of Jerrica Johnson and Shannon Cooley, but the next group, they got to step up, right? Um... As far as the freshmen go, like I said, I'm sure a number of these players will step up and do their thing. I think the thing that matters is that they have bigger numbers. They have a bigger roster than last year, so you won't have to have as many players playing both ways. You can focus things up a little bit more, and that'll be really good for the University of St. Mary, who will be going into their second season. And honestly, I like their coach, too, that they hired from last season. Um, I think she's a good coach in Amber Clark. And... You know, it was just a tough go, right? It was a learning experience. You have a lot of your same players going into next season. I think you can make a little bit of noise here and potentially upset some teams, potentially. But we'll just have to see. It's kind of hard to put my finger on how well they'll do this season. Now, they don't have any out-of-conference games listed, but they will be facing some new opponents who will be joining the conference, like Baker, Southwestern, and Graceland there. I think there are some winnable games there, but I'm looking at teams like Baker and Southwestern. On paper, they have some really good prospects, so we'll just have to see what happens. Um, this University of St. Mary team at least has the advantage of playing with each other last season, if not longer. So I think there's definitely room to be optimistic about the Spire season as I feel, I'm pretty strongly feeling that they should win more than one game this season and they should play in a lot more closer games now they've now that they've had a season to learn they've had an off season to you know recalibrate and all that stuff i think the saint mary team could get back to their winning ways like they did before so we will see but i'm excited to see them and see how they do in this 2024 season now let's go ahead and talk about Midland here, who had a pretty good season, went 15-7. and seven, um, Started the season pretty hot here, going on a five-game winning streak. 
before losing a heartbreaker, an absolute heartbreaker to Kansas Wesleyan in the final seconds at home, losing to them 20-18. to But then after that, had a pretty good season. Would play Kansas Wesleyan close here um, the rest of the year, losing to them 21-7 to and 18-7. to Against Ottawa, they played them relatively close, only losing to them 23-6. to um, In my opinion, there's some... There, there was some things in that game that went the other way, but I mean, also Midland was just behind and didn't play as well as they could have. So there is also that. Now, in May, let's start with the conference tournament here. They would beat, well, I guess this would be very late April, but they would go ahead and beat Bethel 39-13 to and play Kansas Wesleyan, where, like I said, they lost 18-7 to in a tough one. Now, in May, at the Invitational, they would beat Cotty 31-6 before losing to Ottawa 34-6. And then they would go ahead and play Campbellsville and beat them 32-0 to eliminate them before eventually losing to Weber 20-14 in a very close game, a heartbreaker, honestly, um, that probably could have went their way, but... You know, it was just not their day and that time. So a tough loss for Midland there. Now, altogether, I feel like they had a pretty good season. Now, they didn't have anyone who were recognized by us here as an all-playmaker and all or an all-freshman team candidate. But they had a lot of great players here, which I'll talk about, uh, who were also recognized by the conference. Casey Thompson, who has now graduated, was a first-team linebacker. Leah Livingston was a first-team DB. Jocelyn Lopez, second-team running back. Alyssa Butler, second-team wide receiver. Olivia Dominguez-Millsop, second-team wide receiver. Sydney Red, a second-team rusher. Diva Jones, a second-team DB. And then Michaela Nunez was an honorable mention quarterback um all those players were very key to their squad last season now as we go ahead and talk about this season here let me talk about the players that they are losing uh, people they're losing they're losing their coach from last season they have a new head coach in avery anderson bear so there's definitely going to be some changes there we'll see how he does going into this season um but they also lose a number of players here like casey thompson who graduated diva jones has transferred to thomas shine durand has transferred to weber they lose cassandra chavez ashanti griffin amari carroll descending barcinas addison johnson also graduates as well so you're losing some leadership and some playmakers some starters from last season but they do add a key player in Eliciana Patterson who should help replace some of the players that they are losing but they do bring back a number of other key players here who I feel like should give them a pretty solid season maybe not as good of a season as last year but you know, never say never, right? So, some players they're bringing back is Sydney Red, who was huge to that defense, was a great rusher. They bring back their quarterback, Michaela Nunez, for one more year. That's huge. She had some great games last season and is a dynamic athlete for them. They also bring back a lot of her pass catchers there, like Alyssa Butler, Emily Farron, Olivia Dominguez-Millsop, uh, Jocelyn Lopez, who was over there at running back. You know, that'll definitely be huge as well. Now, they did not recruit a whole lot of players. Um, I think the only addition was Eliciana Patterson, who will be returning there other than that, I don't believe they have any freshmen on this team unless they're just not listed on this roster. So 
definitely interesting for sure, but it looks like they bring back a good amount of their defense and offense here. But they are missing their quarterback. They are missing some other key pieces like Diva Jones, um, Casey Thompson as well. And I, those are pretty important parts of their team as well as their head coach there. So... We'll just have to see what happens. This schedule, they will only play KCAC teams. Like I said, I think they should have a winning record this season. I don't think that's that crazy to say. Will they be as strong as last year? Honestly, I don't know. I I am going to lean on the safe side and, be prob and say probably not. But also, I think there's a good chance that a lot of these players got better. Um, their quarterback will be returning again, which is huge. Having some stability there and will be at quarterback for them. And I think, you know, honestly, they have a lot of talent, right? So definitely anything is possible, but they are also a little thin over there as well as far as players go. So that could be both a good thing and a bad thing. Honestly, it could definitely be both a good thing and a bad thing. But we'll just have to see what happens here. We'll see how Coach Anderson Bear does over there for this Midland team because I think that's a really big part of how well they do. I think a lot of their success relies on how well this new head coach does for Midland. I think there's definitely some pressure there because this team is proven. They won last year with basically the same roster. So if they don't win this year, I think there's going to be a very... How should I say? And I'm not trying to hate as well. Uh, but it will be a very obvious factor that was different compared to last year. A couple obvious factors that were different from last year. So we'll just have to see how Midland does moving forward. But definitely excited to see how this group does. Especially this receiving core. They were very talented last year. They also bring back, you know, like I said, a seasoned quarterback as well. Michaela Nunez, who could be due for a fantastic season. Arguably the best she has ever had with this great receiving core. And, you know, that's always dangerous for sure. That's definitely always dangerous. But we'll just have to see how how it all plays out this season but last but not least let's go ahead and talk about the defending champs the only national champs so far here in women's college flag football and that is the ottawa braves here who went a dominant 18 and 1 9 and 0 in conference here honestly let me just talk about their close wins here beat kansas wesleyan 28 to 20 in the regular season I want to say that was their only game that they won by less than two scores in. Everything else they won by more than two scores in. So there you go there. Um, in the KCAC Women's Flag Football Tournament, um, conference tournament, that is, excuse me, they beat Cotty 61-6, to then won the conference again, beating Kansas Wesleyan 34-14 to at Arrowhead, by the way, which is really cool there. In the flag football finals, NAIA finals, that is, they beat Midland 24-6. Beat Kaiser 21-12 in kind of a close one. And then they beat Thomas in a key game 19-0. Now, they would go ahead and rematch with Thomas in the national championship and lose to them in a tough one 13-25 before playing Thomas one more time here for the national championship and losing in a close one, or sorry, winning in a close one, excuse me, 18-13. to 13. Thomas would lose in a close one, 18-13 to 13 there. Um, but they would go ahead and win another national title to add to all the ones they already have. 
Let's talk about this roster, this very talented roster here. I have a couple of winners, award winners that were recognized on the podcast here. Madison Carrera was an all-PMC quarterback. Uh, also, by the way, now two-time MVP and was the best quarterback finalist. Alyssa Linkus was our 2023 Offensive Playmaker of the Year. She won that. Abby Brand was an all-PMC linebacker and a Depoy finalist, was also a best linebacker finalist. And then Tatiana Dos Santos made our all-freshman team. Now, talking about all-conference recognition, Madison Carrera, uh, for the third year in a row, won Player of the Year and was also a first-team quarterback. Abby Brown was a Defensive Player of the Year, Conference Defensive Player of the Year, while being a first-team linebacker for them. Jazlyn Camacho was a first-team wide receiver. Lisa Linkus, Mandolin Scalisi, and I guess Link is listed again here, which is interesting. Oh, listed as a center. Um, they were all first-team players as well at their respective uh, positions. They also had Suze Kaufman, who made the first-team defensive team as a rusher, which is definitely huge there. Um, Bailey Hodgins was a second-team wide receiver. DJ Paris, second team linebacker, Farron Maloof, and Nina Grave to Peralta, uh, second team DBs. Then, as far as honorable mention goes, Tatiana Dos Santos was an honorable mention wide receiver for them, and Haley McKay was an honorable mention DB. So, a lot of players that are recognized here, and they are basically returning everyone. The only players they are losing here is Courtney Willie, here it looks like, and who's graduating, by the way. And they are losing Lauren Clark, who was a standout rusher for them, who has transferred to Warner. So she is also now gone. But they do bring in a number of other players as well as, you know, keeping the core that they have here. They bring in Marley Spielberg, uh, a quarter listed here as a quarterback slash wide receiver for them out of basic academy of international studies henderson nevada so there you go there she will be joining the squad and a potential player this is you know looking into the future but definitely a potential quarterback who can take the place of madison carrera when she leaves and graduates next season so she will be on the roster speaking of quarterbacks they also bring on another freshman quarterback who will, who is listed there um, receiver quarterback in Jada Barron from Somerset Academy in Homestead, Florida. She will definitely be added to the roster and I assume will be in competition there. Bethany Uribe, um, excuse me if I'm saying that wrong. I feel like I am, but wide receiver DB from Kansas City uh, there. So she'll be returning. And then they bring in Talia McInnes, a wide receiver DB from Bishop Gorman, the powerhouse in Nevada. She also played for Apex Predators as well as Marley Spielberg did too. Um, and that'll round out the freshmen that they will be bringing in. Only four here, but obviously they had great recruiting classes before. So you don't want to over-recruit. On top of that, they bring in arguably the best transfer here in women's college football in Cynthia Holmes here, the junior wide receiver DB from Warner. She was an all-PMC receiver, best receiver finalist, MVP finalist. Pretty sure won MVP two years ago as a freshman. That is a huge get there. The rich only gets richer, honestly. The rich only gets richer, but she's definitely somebody who has been in that MVP conversation since she has, you know, entered 
the women's college football world here, women's college flag football world here. And, you know, she now joins the defending national champs in a bid for their fourth straight national championships. You add on that they bring back everyone else, their quarterback, Madison Carrera, the receivers, and Linkus Camacho as well. Um, DBs and, sorry, utility player, Addison Orsman will be returning as well. They bring back other defense and DBs, like uh, players like Abby Brown, who's a linebacker, Suze Kaufman at rusher, um, DJ Paris at linebacker, Farron Malouf. Nina Grave to Peralta, Haley McKay all returning to that secondary. Tatiana Dos Santos taking another year forward, uh, taking another season forward here. Who has a lot of potential there and could be arguably the best receiver in women's college football here soon. Bailey Hodgins, the versatile athlete, will be returning for them as well. Mandolin Scalisi. They're returning everyone. The band's back together. And, you know, this is definitely... A farewell tour because a lot of these players here, or it may feel like a farewell tour, because a lot of these players here will be using their last season of eligibility and then will no longer be part of the team next season, or at least I assume that'll be it. So there you go. Um, we'll see what happens, but I'm just going to go ahead and say it. They're obviously the favorite to win the national championship and the conference. They are extremely stacked. This is definitely their national championship to lose. This is the best team that they have ever assembled, in my opinion, right now. And, you know, I think on paper, there's no reason why they shouldn't lose at all. Honestly, there really is no reason they shouldn't lose at all. So, we'll just have to see what happens for Ottawa. But regardless, excited to see them play this season. They will be the standard. And it will be really interesting to see how other teams push them this season. Because it will show a lot about how those teams are moving forward. So, there you go there. That is Ottawa. And that is the KCAC season preview. Alright, thank you for rocking with us. I feel like this was a really short episode here. But got straight to the point on a lot of these. At this point, we know a lot of these teams really well. We know what they do and kind of the placement of where they're at in the entire country. Some of them more in flux than others, I would say, as new programs join. But, you know, it is what it is. Make sure you check out our last season preview where we talked about some of those newer teams and teams like Milligan who will be coming back as well. Um, if you want to, Keep in touch and, you know, know when more episodes and content is dropping. Make sure to show us some love and follow us on social media at Playmakers Corner. That's Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, uh, Twitter, slash X as, as well. Be posting content over there. And, you know, we'll see you soon here when we talk about the Sun Conference and all the teams that will be in there. But until next time, I'll catch you later.